Happy New Year, everyone. What is going on? It is your boy, Crypto Bobby. Hope you are having a great day, great night, wherever you are watching or listening in from. And 2019 will not bring a clean-shaven Bobby until we break a number that I have not predetermined in my head. Uh, but a lot of really good stuff to talk about today in the crypto landscape. Number one, uh, Ethereum or ETH is making a really strong move or has made a really strong move today as of the time of recording this, January 2nd. Uh, been a hot start to the new year for ETH as of today. Uh, that could obviously change, but a lot of really good commentary on that that we'll get into. Uh, proof of keys, hashtag proof of keys. What does it mean? It doesn't mean anything. What the hell are my thoughts on it? We'll get into all of that. Also want to finally touch on a fantastic piece of content from Arjun Balaji on Medium that you absolutely should take the time to read if you haven't done so already. So I'll hop into all of that and more today. So starting off with ETH and... A lot of you folks probably saw the video or the podcast that I made a few prior to prior to Christmas break around my bullish thoughts on ETH or the price of ETH going into the Constantinople hard fork and how I moved a greater portion of my portfolio into ETH uh, because of that Constantinople hard fork and what I kind of thought at the time would be hype leading into that. Uh, as of the time, that thesis has been somewhat accurate which has been a positive for my bank account and that has been certainly nice but uh you know looking at things right now not only has ETH performed well on a usd perspective it is up to about 155 dollars as of the time of recording this today uh has been kind of holding that 150 number fairly strong we're also seeing ETH but right now pushing up to 0.04 btc which is a number it has not seen since early september uh and that was previously very 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 light support so I am certainly watching right now if we are seeing support or that previous level of very basic support or really psychological support turn into resistance or if that's a number that's fairly artificial on the ETH to Bitcoin chart and we can break through that will be a good line to watch. Now, one thing that I think is fantastic, Travis Kling, uh, who I've had on the podcast and on the YouTube show before, one of my favorite investors in the space, uh, like real investors in the space. Uh, has his monthly newsletter and he put out his newsletter talking about Ethereum. And I thought the commentary on it was very good. And we'll discuss that and kind of paint my thoughts with that as well. Uh, so he had said in his newsletter, Ethereum has been a troubled project for most of 2018. True. Uh, scaling problems uh, with delayed or scrap solutions, key personnel departures from the core development team, consensus ineffectiveness and layoffs and competing projects. Uh, when the crypto uh, prices crashed in mid-November, ETH was hit especially hard, declining 60% in the following month and underperforming Bitcoin by 20%. Uh, after bottoming on December 15th at 80 dollars ETH rallied about 100 percent to 160 uh stable in a straight line after about nine days and then there was a sell-off since then but getting into it uh travis says currently there is a potential bullish setup for eth as its constantinople upgrade is scheduled for january 14th although we may believe or though we believe this is getting priced in in real time uh constantinople decreases the block reward for eth by one-third a meaningful decline in structural supply that will come to market 
on the back of a potential rally into that bullish event. We think it is likely ETH makes new lows. ICO Treasuries sold more ETH in November than the pre prior five months combined. ICO Treasuries sold over 67% more ETH in December than they did in November. Uh, at the December pace of selling, ICO Treasuries have more than six months of selling to go before converting all of their ETH holdings to cash. We do not believe there's ample demand for the supply at crypto prices. So summarizing that, uh, Travis believes that there you know, might be bullish sentiment leading into this Constantinople hard fork, uh, something that I've indicated. Uh, he believes that it might actually be already priced into the, uh, you know, priced into the equation, although we're seeing today that there is still at the minimum a little bit of hype left around this. But he believes that because of the increased ICO sell pressure that we saw in November and December of 2018, that ethereum is yet to or is still going to make new lows at that 80 dollar mark or underneath that 80 dollar mark that it somewhat held uh, at the tail end of 2018. now two points to that looking at this trade on eth you know looking at this eth trade so far for me it has been fairly successful it's definitely been something i've been been happy about uh and i also do believe that there is absolutely a potential for ethereum to make new lows in 2018 which would obviously turn this trade uh, that i've opened up into an awful awful trade uh, if i were to hold on to it so as i'm looking at this i am 100 evaluating the time frame in which i will be taking profits uh, and i do believe that we have still yet to kind of finalize that constantinople hype around the hard fork uh, for eth and I'm looking at most likely around the time of that hard fork, taking a good bit of profit and seeing how things play out. If the bullish run continues after that minor, you know, after that reduction in supply actually hits, um, you know, maybe we see continued, maybe we see continued momentum. But I think that one of the things, obviously, that I think a lot of us wish we did better in 2017 was to take profits where we saw them, uh, or you know, actually take profits where we saw potential gains. Uh, so I'm looking to not make that mistake again when it does come to this ETH trade that I'm seeing at this point in time. One other thing that I think is relatively interesting uh, is Travis brings up the fact that there were massive ICO sell-offs for, for treasuries in uh, November and December of 2018 when that was arguably the worst time to be selling uh, selling ETH. And when you have that, I think that if we do see a continued run up into this Constantinople hard fork, I'm saying if, I'm not saying, uh, I'm not saying when, I'm saying if, but if we do have a continued run up, if you see, you know, ETH break this 0.04 BTC mark, if you're seeing $175, $200 ETH again, you might have the opposite effect with that where projects get greedy again because a lot of these uh, you know projects that ran an ICO they had an opportunity to sell ETH above $1000 they had an opportunity to sell ETH above 700 or above $500 and they chose not to because they got caught up not only in they essentially got caught up in the speculation around the ETH price when you see $1000 ETH wow it's it's $1000 it's going to 2000 it's going to 5000 then our treasury is going to give us 20 years of runway now your treasury gives you six months of runway so i think you might actually see an opposite effect potentially just because of the silliness and the 
the fuckery around human psychology and how people work. So that's also something that I am interested in seeing kind of the back data on or in real time as, as much as you can because people do watch those ICO treasury accounts of how long and, and if they are liquidating in a continued kind of run up for Ethereum, if that does happen or if you see the opposite effect where you know, they're, they're just cashing out as much as possible on the way bot on the way down to the bottom because they're petrified that they're going to lose all their money lose all their runway and that eth is going to zero so that'll be fun to watch at least in my opinion now something absolutely worth mentioning is this hashtag proof of keys movement that's going around on crypto twitter right now i believe it was originated by trace meyer i i, I believe and the, the premise of this is on January 3rd, which is the 10th anniversary of Bitcoin's Genesis block, the first uh, Bitcoin block that was ever mined on the 10th anniversary of Bitcoin's Genesis block, you are supposed to be taking your crypto off of the exchanges, taking your Bitcoin off of the exchanges, uh, holding that yourself because then you can actually prove you own that rather than keeping that on a centralized database somewhere in Slovakia. I don't know, wherever. Um, but... The premise around this is is good. Uh, you know, it is a good thing to own your own cryptocurrency, to actually own your own keys. If you don't own your own keys, you don't own your cryptocurrency. You kind of do, you kind of don't, whatever. Um, however, I don't think you need a specific day of the month, day of the week, day of the year to do this. You should do this every day. Uh, you know, if you have a small balance that you trade on an exchange and you leave there, fantastic. But if you are keeping 100% of your crypto assets uh, you know, on Coinbase, on Binance, on wherever, that is not advisable. That's not smart. Be it, uh, you know, hacks that have happened before, uh, be it fraud, whatever it might be. There have been a number of issues with crypto exchanges in the past. And I do think if you have any any meaningful bit of your wealth on a, on, you know, invested into cryptocurrency, be it Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ripple, altcoins, whatever you want to say, um, you should have them on, you should be managing those on a ledger, a trezor, however you want it. Uh, so that's that's just kind of my thought process on this proof of keys thing is you really don't, you shouldn't need a specific day of the year to be a smart, intelligent, secure human being when it comes to uh, managing and maintaining your crypto portfolio. And getting to that, we have this whole shenanigans with HitBTC. So there has been a little bit of, uh, of rumors, fear, whatever you want to call it around this proof of keys event. That is now being, you know, that is now being seminated, uh, you know, kind of circulated uh, around almost like a bank run. Like everybody's going to be taking their crypto off of exchanges, and they're they're not going to have enough money to cover the funds. Yada yada yada. Number one, I don't think that there is going to be a meaningful percentage of any cryptocurrency uh, investors, traders, whatever that are literally going to do this. I would I would peg this number at less than five percent of active cryptocurrency traders, investors, whatever that will actually kind of. Go forth with this proof of keys event. So less than 5%. So I don't think that a bank run on the cryptocurrency world is going to happen at all. I think that's stupid. I think that's silly. However, we have this stuff that's now happening with potentially HitBTC, where HitBTC is freezing customer accounts ahead of the proof of keys event, um, leading to people saying they might be insolvent, um, that you know they're they're scamming, whatever it might be. This just goes to show that. If you waited till January 3rd, you, you can't get your funds out of HitPTC. So you shouldn't just need one day to hold your cryptocurrency. You should do that every day as much as possible. Whereas you are 
technically uh you know capable to hold your own cryptocurrency where if you're not technically capable to hold your own cryptocurrency you probably shouldn't be investing in this stuff in the first place now one of the last things i'll talk about is this post from arjun balaji it is the crypto thesis for 2019 my thoughts on the state of crypto in 2018 and where we're headed according to medium it's about a 32 minute read i think it's one of the better posts i've seen uh, in quite some time in the crypto landscape really a fantastic summary of 2018 and what we might see going ahead into 2019 and the index are just the topics covered. You have Bitcoin, Ethereum, other tokens, uh, private projects that are not currently tradable in the markets, stable coins, crypto funds, uh, products, crypto companies, regulation, and then closing thoughts. Very comprehensive. Uh, there's really not a lot of like bias or anything like that. I thought it was a fantastic post. Uh, Arjun is... I don't want to say a Bitcoin maximalist, but a large Bitcoin proponent, but his coverage of Ethereum and other tokens and other projects uh, in a very straightforward and uh, just solid manner, I thought was excellent. So I think this is definitely, if you're going to spend some time, if you're if you're bored, if whatever, if you're taking a little bit of time off of work, if you got time on, on a bus, train, wherever, definitely recommend reading this. It is highly worth the effort and the closing commentary I thought was fantastic. Arjun notes the focus for many of the technologists in the industry has been around two things, adoption and usage. And his commentary on that is, is fantastic, in my opinion. And he says, in my view, the only thing that can drive crypto adoption is, number one, Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies serving as an escape valve for people who are in uncertain monetary regimes and willing to stomach Bitcoin's volatility, uh, like Venezuela, Iran, places with incredible uh, inflation rates where it actually makes sense to be able to stomach Bitcoin's volatility. Number two, people buying into the idea that Bitcoin is effectively a call option on becoming a future store of value. So it's not really a great store of value right now, but if you buy Bitcoin, you're essentially getting that call option of, hey, this might be an incredible store of value in the future and you have it at this point in time or at, at locked into this price. Or number three, people buying the idea that Ethereum, Definity, Tezos, and or other crypto networks represent a radical shift in the way computing works, the so-called Web 3.0, ahead of what will likely be a multi-year validation process. Uh, so essentially people buying into uh, ETH, Definity, Tezos, whatever, uh, thinking that there is really going to be that decentralized computing, decentralized web uh, version that doesn't currently exist, even in uh, Ethereum, the most widely adopted platform. You're talking about a network that got crashed by CryptoKitties and has had its fair share of issues, delays, etc. So his thoughts on, on the closing prices and adoption, I thought were fantastic. And as Kind of one of the things that I've, I've thought about and have, have talked a little bit about in the channel, he says, as people's interest fade and near-term sell pressure drops off, which we've seen over the last several months, we'll enter a prolonged phase of virtual boredom, which lasts months, if not years, while the majority of people involved in the previous bubble leave. And I think that this is very, very true because we've seen this happen and we are seeing this happen right now. The incredible bubble of 2017, a ton of new people came into the space. A ton of new people were just entranced by the volatility, the speculation, uh, in some cases, the new technology. And as you've seen uh, the kind of the lack of price movement, the interest has faded significantly. If you look at Twitter activities down, if you look at YouTube numbers, now 
views on channels are down, podcast listens are down, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you're seeing a vast majority of those people involved, and perhaps you joined in the previous bubble. I'm sure a lot of you did. Uh, but one of the interesting things is, you know, as we're entering this phase of quote unquote virtual boredom, what is that going to mean for you? Are you going to get bored out of the market? Uh, or are you going to just take the time to continue to try and learn better yourself in some way, whether it's, you know, increase your knowledge, uh, in, you know, increase investment in some sense, whatever it might be? Uh, or are you just essentially going to get vir- virtually bored out of the market and leave? Uh, and that I think is a critically defining factor because if, and I'm not saying it's it's an absolute, but if another bull run does happen, if we do see this you know, widespread technology adoption, if you do leave the, you know, if you do get bored out, essentially, uh, you're going to miss out on opportunities along the way, which is kind of one of the reasons I'm continually excited about this space. I, I see behind the scenes the amount of work that's being done, uh, and I'm still very excited to, to see what 2019, what 2020 and beyond brings for the crypto landscapes. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this video. I will have posts or I will have links to all the commentary below from this uh, podcast YouTube video as well. If you do enjoy this video, would love to have you hit that thumbs up button, the like button. Also love to hear your commentary on the price of ETH uh, as well as this proof of keys day. If you are on YouTube, comment below. Would love to have that. If you're on or if you're on the podcast, you can always tweet me at crypto underscore Bobby. Always great to hear those commentary. Thank you so much for your time. Crypto Bobby signing up. Hope you have a good one. Peace.